No L's. No L's. I repeat, Ben McKee. No L's. Swain Event Fuel by Dead End Barbecue. Top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. I repeat, Ben McKee. No L's. What's up, Ben McKee? No L's indeed. And you know what they say. You can't spell Alabama without an L. So it was a great Saturday and a great weekend for the Vols. Let's go! It's Wednesday. We still talking about the game. So what? So what? UT Martin this weekend. But man, we on a day earlier this week. Had some engagements on Thursday. So we decided to bump it up a day. So that's what we're doing. We here. As Ron Slay would say, we in the building. Ben McKee, you in the building. Had to bust the No L's t-shirt today because Tennessee is still undefeated. Tennessee's the third-rate team in the country. Should be the number one team in the country, but it's all good. We'll handle business when we need to handle business to make our case to be number one in the country when it matters. It don't really matter right now. Ben, man, uh, have you recovered? Kind of. <laughs> no. No, I, I have not recovered. I, I'm still trying to to process what we got to witness on Saturday and, and still trying to find the right words to describe what happened on Saturday. I, I said on one of our Go Balls 247 podcasts earlier, earlier this week that we needed to come up with a word uh, or, or a saying to describe uh, what this past Saturday was because the 2022 version of the third Saturday in October will be talked about for years and years and years to come. Uh, Even long after you and I are gone, Swain, I I think the next two, three, four generations will will even mention this one because uh, so many people will tell their kids and and the grandkids and their their nephews and and nieces uh, about what took place on Saturday. So kind of like how Auburn has the kick six and uh, Tennessee has the the Hail Mary with with Dobbs and and Jawan Jennings, we've got to come up with something to – to accurately sum up this particular third Saturday in October with, with one word or a two or three word phrase. Uh, high at five. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, that. I, you, how do you not start with, with Jalen Hyatt? I mean, what a, I mean, that's the greatest performance by a wide receiver in the history of Tennessee football. I, I mean, obviously I know, I know the stats speak for themselves, but just the, the circumstances is, is really what why it stands out. I mean, it, it wasn't five touchdowns against South Carolina or, or Vanderbilt or uh, even five touchdowns against one of those Alabama teams before Saban got here. That, that still would have been really, really special. But just given the fact that this is a, a playoff contending Alabama team and Tennessee has not beaten Nick Saban while he's been at Alabama and you lost 15 in a row and uh, the the program has been down for so long that to have that type of performance, I mean, it it might be the best offensive performance in the history of Tennessee football. It, it's certainly the best receiver performance, in my opinion. The dude barely got touched. I mean, he got pushed down real hard. I mean, Jalen High got pushed out of the out of the club like like he was Jazzy Jeff Uncle Phil's house. I mean, on that second touchdown, that was the only time he really was hit hard. That was the only time he really got dirty, barely got tackled. I mean, the last touchdown was a great catch in traffic, but <laughs> he had about 100 and something yards, probably 150 yards where he wasn't even touched. <laughs> I'm happy for him, yeah. man. I'm happy for him. He, he, he yeah, has worked that, his ass that's off. That's the story to, of the team, there. right? That, that's the story of the team because of what you're saying, just how, how much he, he worked. And, and I don't mean to discredit Jalen, when I say what I'm about to say, I just raved about his performance and how I think it's the best performance by a receiver ever. But, I mean, Alex Golish and Josh Heupel, what those two did in terms of creating matchups with Jalen, and Swain, you can correct me if I'm wrong. You know offensive football and receiver play far better than, than I do. But Jalen didn't necessarily do anything special 
the coaches put him in one-on-one matchups to go win and use his speed, and that's what he did. And he just has world-class speed, and he used it to the best of his ability, and it paid off with with five touchdowns. Well, mom and dad did something special. Uh, they made Jalen, and when he was <laughs> when he was born, he was faster than ninety-nine percent of every kid that was born in the same year. You know, you mentioned world-class speed, and when you have that it makes Josh Heupel's job easier. It makes Alex Gola's job easier. And he's someone who has worked on his craft uh, to be fast. But playing receiver is more than just about being fast. It's about playing fast, being confident. And there's only one way you, you, you get to that point. You don't get to that point sitting on your ass, not doing anything. You get to that point by putting in the work. That's how you become confident. And when you become confident, you play fast. And you don't care about getting hit because you know you're going to catch the ball. Think about, I know Jalen doesn't like to talk much about what happened last year in the past. He likes to move forward. But think about Pittsburgh game and and some of the, the, the catches in traffic that he did not make. Well, that catch he made the last touchdown, that was easy. That was an easy routine catch for him this year because he put in the work over 15,000 balls caught on the jug machine, something that uh, he shared with us there on, on Tennessee Tennessee Prime. And, um, man, I'm, I'm just happy for Jalen. I'm happy for Jalen. Uh, I know his world is changing right now with all the, the notoriety and, you know, all the love that he's getting. Um, I'm I'm really, 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 really thrilled for him, really happy for him. So he deserves it. He can handle it because he's humble. He's going to get back to work. And so I'm looking forward to kind of seeing what he does now. I know he's been added to the Bolitnikov list. He deserves that too. So 10 touchdowns, leading the nation in touchdown reception. So let's, man, let's go see what he, what he does, man, moving forward. I know um, he won't have much resistance this week. No. And, and Swain, I, I don't think it's just the Bolitnikov that he's been added to. I, I tweeted it out Saturday. Obviously, Hendon Hooker is the Heisman front runner after Saturday. Yeah. But I think Jalen put his name in, in the the top five mix for Heisman candidates so at, what? at the moment. What'd you say? I, I, yeah. I, I think Jalen High is a top five, top seven Heisman candidate. Uh, again, Hendon Hooker, right now, he, he wins the award, no doubt about it. But the guy has 10 touchdowns in six games and 500 ish yards. And, and that's not a, a ton of yards. Maybe that, that you particularly see when receivers are, are mentioned in the Heisman, but 10 touchdowns and the amount of catches and the yardage is still really good. I, I think he, I think he's on the, the, the list of five guys that could be considered for the Heisman right now. Yeah. I think it's important to, to, to give credit what credit is due. He had a Heisman moment Saturday. Oh, Five he did. touchdown no, he did. He against did. Alabama. He did. That, that's a that's a Heisman moment. No, he did. He did. Don't get me wrong. You don't get me wrong. The last guy, the last receiver that did it also won the Heisman. Don't don't get me wrong. I mean, and you know, you mentioned Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith was 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 we're comparing a guy who finished out a season to a guy that's only played six games. So it's hard to make that comparison. But that was also a year where nobody really grabbed it. At quarterback, no one really grabbed it at running back. So it opened up opportunity for Devontae Smith, the receiver, to go ahead and grab it, and he did. Um, I don't see anybody besides the quarterback winning it this year uh, because C.J. Stroud is going to he's going to continue to ball out. Hinton is going to continue to ball out. Um, but I got to give credit what credit is due kind of across the sideline before we continue. Uh, that dude, Bryce Young, Hey man, different <laughs> man. That dude, Bryce Young, y'all. I mean, we we've watched a lot of Tennessee football. We've seen a lot of great players on the other sideline. We've played against Tim Tebow. We played against Derrick McFadden. We played against Percy Harvin. Um, you know, we played against uh, uh, Derrick Henry. Like we played against some some legends, y'all. Legends and other teams have played against our legends. But that Bryce Young, whew, man, 
He different, like Ben said. And that Jameer Gibbs? Different. Closest thing to Alvin Kamara since Alvin Kamara left college. Now, he did have the drop there in the fourth quarter uh, about 20-something seconds to go, which I thought was a play of the game. Play of the game. But, man, Jameer Gibbs is a problem. Got to give credit where credit is due on the other side, on the other sideline. But going back to our sideline, boy, oh, boy. Darnell Wright. Ooh. Darnell Wright. Man, I think Darnell Wright was in the movie The Karate Kid on Saturday because it looked like he was displaying some of Mr. Miyagi's training techniques. He was waxing on and waxing off. He he had Will Anderson shook, had him locked up, not knowing where to go. I've never seen Will Anderson be treated that way. Never, never. Because seen. he's not. <laughs> he's he's not treated that way. Never Darnell, have right, I seen that. That that was yes. That I mean that was that's one of the best offensive line performances we've seen in quite some time. I mean, it, it's up there with 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 anybody, even the Trey Smiths of the world, if we're being completely honest. I mean, the, the Cole Kubik stat, Swain, that Cole put together when he went back in and watched the game completely told the story of, yep. of what Darnell Wright uh, was able to uh, accomplish and trying to pull it up. But uh, I believe he said that there are 31 one-on-one matchups between Darnell Wright and Alabama's three best pass rushers, mm-hmm. which were Will Anderson, uh, Chris Braswell, and Dallas Turner. 31, and I believe 17 of the one-on-ones Darnell won. Here, here it is, 26 reps in pass protection that resulted in a one-on-one with Will Anderson, Chris Braswell, or, or Dallas Turner, and 22 of the 26 were clear clear wins. And that's against three guys that are going to be playing in the NFL. And Will Anderson, the best defensive player in college football, uh, he said that he missed two slants and a twist, got lost inside on another rep, and, and got guard help from Javante Spragans. But here, here's the big stat. 17 wins one-on-one with Will Anderson. That is remarkable. That is. That is. Eight six five. He made so much money. Oh, yeah, he did. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. telephone number. Uh, when you call in, just tell us where you're calling from. We'll throw you right on hold and uh, bring you right in, right on the show. And uh, let's do that. Good evening. Hey, Swain, Stephen, Georgia. Stephen, Georgia. What's up, man? Good to hear from you. Man, I'm watching you two do big things, man. It's, uh, it's great to see you. I miss you guys together. I love these. I always catch these. So uh, Thank you. Um, appreciate you throwing this together, Swain. Um Hey, Matt, listen, um, not only did the offensive line put Will Anderson and, and all those NFL prospects on a milk carton, um, you know, we couldn't find them. They weren't anywhere. Here's name called, but maybe one. Um, but I, I just want to talk about how that, that walk-on and, and what he did. I mean, Swain, I, I just want to ask you, you had walk-ons there. And, and I mean, that, that moment was big, right? You got to try to stop this guy from, you know, winning the game. And, and he went out there and just tackled that dude and, Man, I'm pretty proud of this team, man. It seems like uh seems like uh Heifel's got the right people, man. So anyway, look, man, I can't be happier with what's going on. Uh, you know, uh, got both of you, you and uh you and your boy there doing big things. So uh, I appreciate you guys, man. Hey, thank you, thank you, Steve. Yeah, man. Who we talking about? Will Will Wright, Nick Brooks. Which one was we talking about there, Ben? We talking about William Wright. Who 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 was in there? He came in in the fourth yeah, quarter. He came in and played corner. After uh, Christian Charles hurt his hamstring and had to come out of the game on that final drive, he played like the last three plays. He, he did give up the the catch over the middle uh, to to put Bama on the brink of field goal range. Uh, but he did, uh, as Steve said, he he did tackle him, and that was a, a big tackle. If he doesn't make that tackle, and we've seen Tennessee secondary have to tackle uh, at times this year, and, it, and it'd be frustrating if you don't make that tackle, then. It's a much easier field goal and potentially a, a touchdown. And then the two plays after that, that was when Gibbs dropped the, the wide open pass. And yep. thank goodness he dropped it because with his speed and 
agility. I don't think it's a big gain. I, I think he scores yeah. on that play quite, quite frankly. Probably been good for him to score uh, so he had play. no time. Yes, that, that is very true. But I'd rather see a missed field goal than, than, than a touchdown. But That's I feel true. you, it, it wouldn't have been the, the worst thing in the world. And and then Byron Young got pressure on the, the final offensive play that forced an inaccurate pass, and then on came the, the field goal. Uh, I, I'm curious from, from your perspective, when and, and I know you were very confident going into the game. Oh, but yes, I of, was, sir. <laughs> yes, you were. You were right. I was wrong. I was wrong. I'll be the first to admit it. Very happy that I was wrong. Um, but I know you were confident going into the game, mm-hmm. rightfully so. But when he missed that field goal, when Alabama missed that field goal, was that your first? Oh wow, this is this is actually going to happen type of moment. That that I kind of had it when Alabama missed the field goal. And then I really had it when Hendon made that pass to Brew, and Brew made a heck of a catch to to literally set up the field goal. Th- those were my first two moments of, oh my gosh, this is actually going to happen. You know how I watched the game, Ben. <laughs> I had zero reaction um, until I got up from my chair because I was in the Vault Network booth watching the game. Um, so I got up, I got up uh, from my chair. After cutting my cigar, when Chase McGrath was lining up to kick the field goal, and um, <laughs> I walked outside by the elevators and about to go downstairs, and this is right the kick was made, and the coaches was next door. Man, they <laughs> it was so fired up. They flew past me. I high fived them, which was the worst mistake ever because they were so fired up. They about knocked my hand off my arm, um, but. I just felt like they had enough time to go do, do do some damage. I mean, it didn't seem like it was a lot of time, but two throws got you right in the field goal range. And, and Chase McGrath, man, we lost a kicker to the transfer portal, but getting Chase McGrath, we said this last year, Ben, when he kicked for us last year, Chase McGrath was an upgrade. He really was. And he had a Will Hoyt moment where he missed the extra point, came back, and then kicked the winning field goal. Um I just I just was confident all game. I mean, the only thing that I was like, uh-oh, was when they had the scoop and score, we fumbled. Because then I was like, well, now it's going to come down to who has the ball last. Yep. And, if and Jameer, it did. Yeah, if Jameer Gibbs catches that ball, honestly, I wouldn't have scored if I was him. Like, I would have called it, got the first down, and, like, fell on the ground. And I would have bled the clock all the way down to two or three seconds and then kick the field goal to win the game. That's what I would have done if I was if I was Alabama in that situation. But he dropped it. And once he dropped it, I was like, oh, oh. We got that fourth down, uh, third down stop, forced the field goal. And then, like clockwork, anytime Alabama loses a game where they're favorite, it's always a kicker missing a field goal. It's always. Always. And, you know, I feel bad for that kicker. Because I'm pretty sure he was getting all kind of crap from anonymous fans and um, as if it was his fault. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. Because they could have bled that clock a whole lot more. They went a little hurry up for some reason on that drive. They left too much time on the clock. Yeah. And the offense could have made it a much easier field goal for him. Now, he has been struggling uh, of late I think he, he had missed three or four or, or four or five coming into the game um but that the 50 yard field goal in college is hard man no I know it's, it's college it, kickers I know we seen we seen like 62 yards in the NFL like with with ease it's crazy it's it's yep. really crazy it, I, I think it's I think it sets this uh impossible expectation for college kickers because <laughs> they're not that they, they may be one day but they're, they're not that. I like Chase McGrath. I, I think he's a really solid kicker. But from, from 50 or so back, I mean, that, that's not really his range. Uh, he, he's capable of, of making it between, like, 50 and 55 yards. But I, I don't think that he's super consistent. But if you get him, you know, 45, 40 and under, that, that's when Chase McGrath becomes really, really consistent. So it, it was key for Tennessee's offense to, to, to make that big play down the field to McCoy and, and make it. Not that 40 yards is a uh, an easy field goal to make or anything, but it's much easier than 50 or 55 like the Alabama kicker had to make. And 
Uh, I, I know Bama fans are, are mad, and we, we could spend a whole three-hour show on everything they're mad about. Goodness the the referees did not did not make in terms of the penalties that were called. They they were the only one that was not the right call was the one that hurt Tennessee when Deshaun Rucker got pulled down in the end zone on on the quote pass interference by him, but it was the Alabama receiver that grabbed him by the nameplate and pulled him down. Yeah. That that was the only play that that they got wrong. If you go back and you listen to the broadcast, CBS explains why Amari Thomas was not pulled for for targeting or called for targeting because you can clearly see that he's aiming for the shoulder and and when you hit the shoulder and the face mask at the same time it it washes out each other it it eliminates one another and it's not targeting that that's definition in the rule book so that they have no reason to be mad about that and and then princeton fant was tackled on that pick six he was or i guess it wasn't a pick six because darnell made the play but uh, the inter- the second, what would have been the second interception that would have essentially won Alabama the game more than likely. Princeton fan got tackled. I, I mean, I-, I don't know what Alabama fans are, are looking at, but it-, it was the correct call. Yeah, he definitely got tackled. Bruce McCoy was was thrown out like Jazzy Jeff out of Uncle Phil's house for sure. I saw I saw Brew just fly into the shot, and so he didn't he didn't do that by himself. All right, we'll take a quick break and then we'll go straight to the phone. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Guys, if you notice a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low-T. You know you need to stop playing around and schedule your complete health assessment at Low-T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for just $155 a month, cash pay, or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near a Low-T Center, or you just want the convenience of at-home treatment, all good. Low-T Center makes it easy to get started on treatment. Only your first two visits are in person. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low-T Center, reinventing men's health care. Hey there, Swain Event fam. Happy to be back with you on the weekly show. And although our Swain Event schedule has changed, I'm still here on a daily basis to help you with your real estate needs. So if you are still looking for your forever home, give me a call. Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897. Or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. And go Vols! You're listening to the Swain Event. You don't say! Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three is our telephone number. Hope you're having a great evening. Oh, I know you're having a great evening. Ain't no hoping about it. I know you're feeling good on a Wednesday. I know you've been feeling good all week. Walking around, uh, pepping your step around work. Seeing that Bama fan on the corner, cubicle, giving him that look. Yeah, we got your ass this year, didn't we? <laughs> what? What did Jabari say on the video? We got that ass this year. (laughs) Oh, man. Let's go to the phones this morning, this evening. Not this morning. Feels like it. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Yeah, this is Travis. What's up? uh, Samson from Kingsport, Tennessee. What's up, Travis? Hey, nothing much, man. Um, Listen, I was wanting to know if you heard anything on the inside about Oklahoma being interested in Coach Hopple, or would he consider that if Oklahoma made him an offer? Nah, no. Travis, I don't see that happening. Tennessee's about to back the Brinks truck up to Hypel again after this season if he continues to do what he's doing, uh, number one. Number two, uh, Oklahoma did Hypel dirty, dirty, dirty. They fired him uh, when he was offense coordinator there. Stoops was a coach. And um, that that relationship has not been mended um, as far as I know. Hypo is 100% happy here. 
he got well, everything I, he I, needed I, to be successful. So, I mean, they can be in, interested all they want to, Travis, but, man, nothing to worry about there right now. Well, good. That's good to hear because I know when we were watching uh, the game and he looked around and saw how energetic that crowd was and they was crowding down on the field and stuff after this beat Alabama. And he looked around and he said, Rocky Top, he said, this is what college football is all about. Yeah. I mean, I get chills, I get chills just thinking about back, you know, watching that game. Right. And he just seemed just, you know, so happy where he's at. And for a long time, Tennessee fan, I mean, I'm 51. I've watched him through thick and thin, man. And just to see, you know, us have a coach who appreciates Vol Nation mm-hmm. that much is is just something that we have been waiting for for a long time. And I am so glad he's at Tennessee. That's right. That's right. thousand percent. Thank you, Travis. Appreciate that phone call. All buddy. right, brother. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. You, you know what I've figured out? That was just a little, that was a little bit of battered vault syndrome. That's all. That's all that was. A little, a little bit, a little bit of battered vault syndrome. You know what the remedy is? Ben, I, I, the remedy. I think I think I know the remedy. I think I know the cure for battered vol syndrome. The cure, Ben McKee. What's that? Is a cigar. <laughs> that's the, that's the cure. Smoke it slow. You get your cigar, puff on that thing, relax, watch some highlights from the game on Saturday. Voila. You're cured of battered vol syndrome. That's it. Because I haven't talked to one person that I know smoked a cigar that's worried about the future of Tennessee football. Short term or long term. All their concerns, worries about, oh, something, something, something go bad. This is this. This is a setup. Something's going to go bad. I'm not hearing that. I'm not saying everything's going to be perfect. There's going to be adversity. Alabama got some adversity right now with, with, their, with their current player. I mean, Tennessee is dealing with some, you know, some, 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 some public negativity as well with, you know, one of their fans being treated uh, poorly at the game. Um, but you're always going to face adversity. Tennessee is facing adversity with Jalen McCullough. So there's always going to be some adversity. Injuries, you got stuff going on. But, like, the remedy, the cure, hey, get you a cigar, relax. We good. I really do. I, I agree with you. I, I really do think that Josh Heupel and his Tennessee football program is is here to stay. The, the only two minor questions that, that I'll be curious to see over the, the next couple of seasons is, a, starting this offseason, assistant coaches are, are going to be getting phone calls and leaving. How does Josh Heupel do in in replacing those assistant coaches? That, that'll that be a big question mark. And, I mean, I trust him. I'm not saying that I don't. I'm just saying that that it is something that is going to come up. Uh, all the best programs, they, they have coaches that leave. Look at Rick Barnes and, and how many his assistants have left while he's been at Tennessee. Uh, Tony Vitello, it's just a matter of time before his – uh, top assistant Josh Elander leaves. Now he did get lucky with Frank Anderson. Frank's Frank never wants to be a, a head coach again. But I'll be stunned if Josh Elander's here for a, another season after this one. And, and Josh Heupel's going to have to deal with the, the same thing. I mean, even last off season, th- there were rumors and and um, talks and interviews with with Alex Golish and, and Tim Banks. So that's something that he'll have to answer. And I, I think it'll be perfectly fine. I, I think coaches love working for Josh Heupel because of of his culture and uh, it's family and, um, you know, family first and football second. Uh, you still got to grind, but it's not Jeremy Pruitt. So it's where you're just killing yourself working 24 seven. And if, if, if you aren't working 24 seven, you're, you're routinely getting your butt chewed out. So I, I think it'll be fine there. And then also at some point, Swain, I, it's hard not to think that, defenses won't come up with some type of way that it that at least slows down the offense a, a little bit I mean that that's just football being football the we, we see new versions of offenses 
come and go all the time. And at some point, there's a variation that that can be a, a special offense's kryptonite. So I would think that at, that at some point, defense defenses will adjust in some way to, to Tennessee's tempo and, and Tennessee's offense. But even when that happens, I have full confidence that Josh Heupel will come up with, with new wrinkles. I mean, you, you've seen it this season, game to game, coming up with, with new wrinkles from, from game to game uh, and, and new variations of run plays and, and pass plays. I was listening to Cole Kublik earlier this week, and, and I wrote this down um, from what Cole said that he saw in, in some changes, and I, I wrote it down because I think it's a great example of, the fact that this offense just isn't tempo, 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 and that's the only reason they have success. These coaches do a heck of a job of creating one-on-one matchups that that benefit them. You saw that with Jalen Hyatt, but in terms of the running game, they changed up the counter run, Cole said, uh, to where Tennessee likes to run a lot of split zone where the tight end comes across. And this past game against Alabama, the tight ends who have a, a – a, big responsibility in the running game I think more than people realize Jacob Warren and Princeton Fant but now when they were coming across the tight ends were stopping and reinserting in between the line of scrimmage to, to run counter and it, it was giving Alabama absolute fits and, and why Jalen Hyatt was able to to or Jalen Wright was able to make some big runs and, and Jabari Small as well so I, I think that's something that they'll have to adjust long term uh, once defenses see this offense more on a national stage, but I, I think Josh Heifel is so great X's and O's wise that I think even when that time comes, he'll be able to adjust. No one's there been able to adjust to Lane Kiffin. He's been calling plays for a long time. When you're a good play caller, you're a good play caller. And Lane's been calling plays since his time as head coach here, um, Alabama, FAU, now at Ole Miss, lost Jeff Lebby, and they look just as good, if not better, without Jeff Lebby. So uh, I think, I think, Whatever happens, Alice Goldish, I think offensively, be all right. And Goldish is, Goldish is, is, is dang sharp, and he's going to be a head coach. You're going to have to replace Tim Banks at some point, though. Uh, he's an up-and-coming star um, in, in college football. But when by the time Tim Banks leaves, there's going to be more recruits coming up in here, and that should attract the next defensive coordinator. Say, you know what, man, the system may put me – Behind the eight ball a little bit with my defense, but man, it sure helps to have some studs on on defense that we that we're getting or inheriting. So, um, not necessarily all concerned about uh, about about that. Um, but you got to maintain it now. Now the back is going to have a target on it for, for Tennessee, especially if you continue to do uh, what you're doing, and that's what I fully fully expect. Uh, Kevin from Fable says, "Missed you guys. Appreciate that." Uh, Kevin, uh, we'll we see a lot. We'll see. Will we see a lot more of that blitz package Tim Banks used against Alabama, or, or was that uh, specifically designed for for Bryce Young? Um, we're gonna see some pressure. We're gonna see some pressure. Need to. Yeah, we're gonna continue to see pressure. There's a time and place that you do it because you don't want to put your your defensive backs uh, at risk. We had three starters out against Alabama, three, and wind up playing the walk on. Uh, and the most crucial point of the game. So uh, you got to be careful. You can't let the quarterback know exactly when blitzes are coming each and every time because they're going to identify the hot, hot route and get the ball away uh, quick. So you got to mix it up. And I thought Tim Banks did a really good job of mixing it up. Jerry Banks was on fire. Uh, love how he, he was game. awesome. Yeah. He was awesome. That, to me, that was his best game of his career, just at, at least watching to, to, to the naked eye. I thought he was terrific i mean from the very first possession to the last possession he he was awesome and I, I think it's because they used him more as a pass rusher than you know the typical traditional linebacker responsibilities he he still had those throughout the game don't get me wrong and i've been meaning all week to go back and and look at the snap counts uh that pro football focus puts out uh, about how many times jeremy banks rushed the passer and um how, how many times he was in coverage and, and things like that because watching it live, Swain, it really felt like he was used more as a, a blitzer and a pass rusher than at any point this season. And, and I, I thought – I think that's when he's at his best is, is when he doesn't have to think and he can just go get the quarterback. And, and it made a huge impact on the game. He did. And I, I thought he was just absolutely awesome from the first play of the game to the last one. Yeah, we we, we, we 
we was on fire. Jeremy Banks was on fire in terms of um, stopping the run, getting after the quarterback. But Cameron Latou? He's good. Uh, he was a problem. <laughs> yes. He was a problem. He was. The, the linebackers are still a problem in coverage. That That is for sure. Um, but that's going to be when a concern. Jerry Banks can Two, just three weeks. That's going to be a concern against Georgia. Uh, yeah. That's Brock the, Bowers. That's and the biggest concern. Darnell Washington. That's the biggest concern. Just you know, looking ahead three yeah. three weeks from now. But all right, let me go back to the phones right quick. Good evening. I dare you overlook Will Levis. Boy, stop. Good evening. <laughs> Alabama ain't played nobody, Swain. <laughs> Oh, man. How fun was that, Wallstorm? My brother's in victory, baby. How fun was that? Oh, my God. It was it was more than a victory. It was like I felt like a weight lift off of me. Yeah. It was it was incredible. I had my, my wife and my daughter next to me. As soon as it went through, I reached over and grabbed my daughter, and we were hugging each other, and it was just – it, it was it was absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah. It 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 was it was my 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 kids were at, at Chris Brown's house, and um, they shot a video of themselves reacting to the kick, and um, they had the same reaction as everyone. Folks that wasn't at the game, folks that who were at the game, it was just a universal um, moment of just pure happiness and excitement and like you said that weight being lifted off too and i even i got a pretty good video of um of them playing dixieland delight and i sent it to ben <laughs> yeah it's, I mean, it's, it's just, the best i i've i've always hated dixieland delight because i i think of alabama football and them playing it a billion times inside of brian denny throughout like their now? game I love it. I've been listening to it all week and, and humming to it and, and whistling to it and singing it. I've, I've been blasting it all day. I'm, I'm ready for Swapper Boy to, to, to do a little remix with it. Dixie Land Delight remix. Hey, we, we let those stupid bammers steal a song that's about Tennessee. It's about Rutledge. And we let those yep, stupid it. bammers confiscate it and use it. And that and that their their rebuttal is the the band Alabama sang it. So who who cares? But I will no. say we don't really need Swiper Boy. I, I I can think of another person that could come up for a rap of uh, Dixieland Delight remix for a swing. That's right. That's right. Got his got his career started on this show. Next question. Next point. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, I told you the reason I couldn't call into your show on Monday is because I didn't have a voice. <laughs> when did you get it back? Um, Today. Honestly. It took that long. Now, Florida week, I didn't have my voice back for the entire week. <laughs> I yelled so much. Where'd, where'd you sit? Uh, in the uh, north end zone. Ah, uh, okay. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. So you, yeah, you yeah, got yeah. a chance to see that missed kick. Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, I got to see it from the back end. Yeah. Interesting. Pause. Yep. Interesting. 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 <laughs> interesting there. I got good. I got good video of that, too, as a matter of fact. Oh, I, wow. I I'm like I'm like everybody. I've got pictures. I got videos. I've got everything. I, it was, <laughs> you know, smoke my cigar. You know, once I got out of there, and just uh, just just really enjoyed it. I mean, it's this yeah, Russian field pride. Do what? No, I didn't bring it with me. Yeah. I didn't bring it with me. No, I said you didn't rush the I field. Oh no, I did go down on the field, but I wanted to wait till the goalpost went down before I took my daughter down there. Yeah, I understand. Probably smart. Did you, did you pull a muscle trying to get back up? 
No, because uh, no, I, hey, I walked out. I walked out through that. Um, what is that? The northeast corner, right by the Bama band. <laughs> they were stuck like Chuck, wasn't they? Oh my god! I, at one point, I even I even looked at my wife and I said, "Kind of feel bad for him." Oh, I felt bad for him. I really did. No, I I I did not feel one single bad for them at all they they they, they had that coming for them my and my one of my favorite tweets what they do what what, so what many, do they do to deserve that they ain't talk no trash they just they just playing their little flute and tuba the way out. they were talking they're bammers the band was they're yeah. bammers that's all that's all that matters they're, they're bammers and they, they wanted to to be all happy and and look look down upon us because they've beaten us 15 years in a row I so they can sit there and they can take it i saw three or four of them crying and it was the most beautiful sight that i've ever seen they had to walk one girl uh, away because she was having a breakdown so man. she had it coming hey, for it i got a soft spot for soft spot for band members man i don't know why I hey, hey, hey. Did, uh, probably because you love butch so much the, did they have to put her in the same safe space as henry tutu oh man <laughs> it's just business though she, she but she uh she she was standing next to where Derek Dooley was eating his spaghetti. <laughs> I didn't even know I, I didn't even know that was him until somebody tweeted it out. Yeah, I, did. I forgot I that he was on the sideline. Yeah, I forgot he was at, even in Alabama. Yeah, I did too. One of my sort of favorite analyst. tweets that I saw. Obviously, there's been so many cool reaction videos and, and people sharing their personal experiences, and then troll jobs and. So, so much awesome content over the weekend. One of my favorite tweets, Swain, was the person that responded to you that went over to the Alabama band and put the, the sad Snapchat filter oh, on yeah. the band members' faces. That was dirty. <laughs> that, that, that tweet was hilarious. That was dirty, man. That was dirty. Hey, i tell you what, though. I've been, uh, I've been in Nashville, and I've been wearing my orange, and I've gotten so many congratulations. And I mean, it's like, you know, it's like people remember that Nashville is not Bama land. I know, right? I know. Ain't that ain't that crazy? Well, I'm glad you got your voice back, Volstorm. Oh, man. Oh, man. Hey, hey, guys, before I go, um, make sure you check on your uh, Bama friends and make sure that they're going to their support groups this week at their trailer park. See you, boys! Oh, man. Ooh. Yeah, I know we might play Alabama again, right? There's a chance. Huh? Uh, uh, huh? huh? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a chance what? we might play them again. My, hey. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, huh? No. How? Now, let, let me ask you this. My, hey, Assume you could play it three happens. times. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me ask you this. How nervous would you be for a rematch with Alabama? Because the only thing that I would be able to think about is, gosh, they are going to try to absolutely destroy Tennessee. Well, psychologically, the team that wins first usually, you know, um, they think about, oh, we we already beat them. We're better than them. They already beat them. So that would be the concern. But you would have Tillman back. So, I mean, think about what happened on Saturday. Tennessee beat Alabama without three of the starting secondary players and without Tillman. So, I would feel I would feel more confident in in playing them second time around, knowing that Tillman will will be back. But I don't know if I it's going to happen. I'm not saying it's, it's going to happen, but I'm just saying it could. It could happen. You could play those guys second time. I mean, you could play them a third time. Yeah, Who it, knows? Yeah, you, you certainly could. Uh, I'll, I'll be curious to see if Alabama makes it. I, I would still pick them to make it, but they, they still got to go to Ole Miss and still got to go to LSU. And the, the the way that they've been playing, the, that's not an easy trip, even though they're they're better and more talented than Ole Miss and the LSU and in my opinion, but we'll see. I, I saw an interesting theory today or heard it. I, I can't remember who said it um, or else I would give them credit, but that almost, it, it might be better. And obviously Tennessee would never do this because Hinton Hooker or would never want this because Hinton Hooker said after the game, 
that their their goal is to get to Atlanta. That, that's the goal that they established in Atlanta or in January, and that's the goal that they've been working for uh, all all calendar year long. So Tennessee doesn't want this to happen, and fans don't either. But I heard an interesting thought that it might be better if it's Georgia and Alabama in the championship game, and Tennessee's there or sitting on the sidelines, eleven and one because then you would still pretty much probably make the playoffs at, at 11 and one. And then Georgia and Alabama would knock each other out because one of those, well, I guess if Georgia lost, they'd still have one Just loss. Yeah, that would be their yeah. first loss, but you can't, you can't, they, you can't they, lose they, by a lot. Those two beat up on themselves. You can't get blown out by Georgia because then you got Michigan, Ohio state. And that game could be close. So we'll see what happens, man. They don't have to worry about anything. You just whoop, whoop up on Georgia and then go beat Alabama again. So makes it a whole lot easier. 865-255-03. We'll be right back. Still sitting on the sidelines trying to figure out how to buy and sell in this complicated market? I get it. And I understand why you're hesitant. That's where I come in. Call me, Jennifer Morris, with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. I'm happy to help answer any questions you have, and whether you're ready to rock in two weeks or two years, I'll be here. Look forward to hearing from you soon, and go Vols! Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Fellas, do you need an annual health exam? I recommend going to Low T Center to get your complete health assessment. They will check all of your levels, not just your T level. In most cases, it's completely covered by your health insurance. And if you don't have insurance, it's less than $100 for a full lab panel and office visit with the medical provider to give you a complete health assessment. Low T Center specializes in men's health making it quick and easy, even verifying your insurance. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your online appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on Twitter and like this show on Facebook. This gentleman that I am bringing on the show via the Swain Event Hotline needs no introduction. But I'm going to give him one anyways because he's a legend. And that is that dude, Big Orange Mac. Look at Ben's face light up. Mac, <laughs> good evening, man. Good evening, Jay Swizzle. Good evening, Ben Jammin. <laughs> Gentlemen. Gentlemen. A weight has been lifted off of everybody's shoulders. 15 years of frustration. 15 years of pain. 15 years of lost hope gone in one field goal kick. I I had to pinch myself to see if it's really old. No more curses. No more excuses. It's all gone. And I, 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 man, I've been celebrating all week. It's, it's a nonstop. It's been a party all week long. And every Bama fan that I know that I see, I've been rubbing their nose in it like a puppy, trying not to teach them not to pee in the house. <laughs> every last one of them, and they can't stand it. And all I hear is the excuses and the whining and the crying. I look at them like my mom used to tell me when she used to give me whoopings when I was a kid. Dried up, I'll give you something to cry about. Exactly. Man, <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I, man, I, I'm just overwhelmed, man. It just, <laughs> I, I, people invited me over to come watch the game with them. I said, I want to go home, sit by myself. Hell, I ain't kicked the dog out the house. I wanted to be by myself. I feel you. <laughs> and, 
and when it went over, man, I, I, I guess my neighbors thought somebody was being murdered. They thought maybe Jeffrey Dahmer was up in here or something because it was. I went plumb crazy. It's ah, gosh, man, I, 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 and players like I mean, you was on the last team that actually, you know, the, the last team to beat them, and ain't got hit it no more. Well, well, yeah, yeah. Not no more. Now I gotta hear that no uh, more, man. Using this 016 to beat Bama last. Goodness. And, and, and the audacity of them people to tell us how to act when every year after the Iron Bowl, there's at least one murder man. down there in Alabama. Man. So don't point your finger at me to tell us that the way we act, we shouldn't do this, we shouldn't do that. Uh, have you ever been to a game in Tuscaloosa? It ain't no fanfare. No. If you got on the wrong color. So don't get off your high horse. I mean, it's like uh they was the they act like the, the rich family that all of a sudden became broke mm. and they can't handle being broke. You know, come on down here with us poor folks, see what the L feels like. Exactly. And they and they can't handle it. They can't handle it. Uh man, I smoked two cigars Saturday night and Man, I was going to all the local uh, watering holes, just just grinning from ear to ear. That's where all the the bandwagon Bama fans hang out here in town, and they just look with a scowl on their face, <laughs> and it felt real good. I mean, goodness gracious, I can't describe it. It was it was euphoric, it was erotic, it was everything. Man. <laughs> Easy now, easy now, big boys, mate. Don't start snoring on that. On that. <laughs> Don't go to sleep on us now. <laughs> Don't roll over and start snoring, big boys, mate. <laughs> Get off here! Get off here! <laughs> uh, all right, let's we'll uh, see y'all. How's my nephew doing? Oh yeah, uh, he he's great. Uh, he's never seen Tennessee lose to Florida, Alabama, so he's living life right. He's 2-0, baby. That's what I'm talking about. See y'all. All right, man. Much love. Much love. Appreciate Big you. orange, Hope Matt. What's What's worse here, man? Bama fans trying to tell Tennessee fans how to win, how to behave, or the continuous finger-pointing at the refs as if they were cheated out of the game. To me, it's, 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 I... it's, it's the referees being brought up. Yeah, I, I'm like, I think they're equally as I think they're equally as bad just because every other team in the SEC knows what it is like to play Alabama <laughs> because the calls routinely go their way. There is so much documentation of the calls going Alabama's way. It is it is not just from the Tennessee perspective. It's from LSU's, from Florida's, from Auburn's. We, I mean, we could we could talk about it all day long. And, and so they finally lose the game, and, and then now they're acting like everybody else does, but everybody else has a legitimate reasoning to be mad. Where again, I said it earlier. In my opinion, and I genuinely believe this. I, I would say this if if I wasn't associated with Tennessee or or didn't go to school at Tennessee or or weren't covering them. I genuinely believe the referees called a, a good game. Yeah, they're going to miss holds here and there. But in terms of what was called, the, the only call that they got wrong was the one that went against Tennessee on Deshaun Rucker in the back of the end zone. So for, for Bama fans to, to act like the, the targeting was just such an egregious hit on Omari Thomas when they explained the definition of the rule for you on live television, but I, I, I forgot that understanding things down there. Uh, it's harder to do. And, and then, like, Big Orange Mac, like, there's so many, like he said, there, there's so many examples of Bama fans acting a certain type of way after, after they lose to LSU or lose to Auburn, killing trees, killing each other. I mean, there, there was somebody that got shot after this game, Bama fans shooting another Bama fan because they got into an argument. Mm-hmm. It's it's just ridiculous. And I know that there was the, the, the photo of, um, the, the gentleman that has Lou Gehrig disease uh, said that uh, he, he has somebody, his son is on Tennessee staff as, as an assistant in, yeah. in some capacity and uh, said that th- there was a drink thrown at him. And, and that's awful. 
Yeah. And not at all condoning that, but you also see plenty of examples like Jermaine Burton of, of, of Alabama fans doing the same thing. So the, the craziness is in every single fan base, and it, it blows my mind how some like to act like it, it's one fan base or the other, when in reality, every fan base has the craziest. That's right. All right, let's get back to the phone. Good evening. Good evening. Who do we have with us? You've got Gene. Hey, what's up, Gene? Hey. What's on your mind this evening, sir? Well, you know how happy we are. Oh, it's I know how such happy. such a good week. We're so happy we, we forgot to ask the why question. Why? You know how a team takes on the personality of their coach? Yes. You know, our team has taken on the personality of our coach. I think our fans have taken on the personality of our secondary. Nobody's asking why. Who was supposed to be playing spy on Andy? Why was he on TV? Man, I ain't got a comment. I ain't got a comment on that. (laughs) At at all, Gene. Before that game, I'm sitting there going, oh, Lord, why did they find Andy? Mm. It's... It's like every time the news comes down to the South, they find the person that's seen the UFO and seen Elvis. They had to come and find Andy at the Tennessee game. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm gonna leave that one alone, Gene. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you have that. I'm trying to avoid drama. <laughs> oh, it's been a fun week. Now, Ben, I don't know if you got my message, but you know who are you gonna pick? Tennessee, Georgia. Georgia. Go ahead, Ben. Georgia. Georgia. It don't make me and Buck Nasty have to call this program again. Yeah, but, hey, it's all good. It's all good. He picked Alabama last week. And it, he he going he to be the white team Morant. Let him be the white team Morant. Oh, is he the the, 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 curb, the, the uh, herb street of the, of the group? Yeah, I guess so. The, the good luck charm to pick against them every time? Yep, yep. That's all good. Yeah, somebody, hey, I picked some, him some to be Pittsburgh, LSU, and Florida. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, it don't matter who picks who. It's the boys out there that got to make those plays on the football field. So, go ahead. It don't matter who it's, you pick. It has been so fun, so much fun watching these players get get the love they deserve for for the work that they've put in. Um, you know, listening to Coop on uh, <laughs> on your Tennessee Prime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk about the offensive line and their personality was great. Yeah, that was fun. Cooper's awesome. I, that whole group, that whole offensive line group, I mean, I, that's the secret sauce, I think. That's the difference. For all of it. That's the difference why this team, this offense is, you know, pretty good versus unstoppable. Right now, they're unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah, they're just beating them. When they don't score, it's because they beat themselves. That offensive line is making them um, multidimensional, balanced, and no team in the country is averaging 300-something yards passing and 200-something yards rushing. No team in the country besides Tennessee. Yeah, it was great. My favorite question was what you asked Sprags about being a girl dad. I mean, you just saw his whole demeanor change. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, Prince of Fant. Yeah, yeah, Fant. You saw that face soften? Mm-hmm. I got him, didn't you I? Saw his, you saw his why immediately. I was like, oh, Jason got him right there. I got that's, him. That's, that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, his whole his whole – Facial everything. It's like, oh, there's the, the there's the soft man right there. That's it. Anyway, good stuff, guys. Yeah, I just, I, it's been a fun week, and uh, hopefully we get some more coming up. That's right. That's right, Jane. Thanks so much for for the phone call. Let me run through this text box. Uh, ben, uh, West Tennessee Vol says, how are we not number one, though? Rankings are not logical. Yeah, Tennessee should be number one. Got the best resume, but it's all good. Got to play Georgia in three weeks, and got to play Florida not Florida, but Kentucky and two. So you handle those teams. You'll be where you need to be. And I saw Auburn go from being unranked to winning that championship in 2010. So we all right. Um, Chip Arm Vols says, Bama privilege is now Vols privilege. <laughs> Vols Arm says, Hooker is now the plus 400 to win the Heisman. Stroud is plus 100. Um, Let's see here. Chip Payne messing with Volstone. Talking about he got pictures from the back. Man, Volstone did not catch himself. He was definitely thinking about the Alabama game. He was not 
on his P's and Q's this evening at all, Ben. Chip Payne says, will we see a lot of... Uh, we already read that. Never mind. Um, my man... Nelson says, did you make Ben smoke a cigar? No, I didn't make Ben smoke a cigar. I didn't see Ben after the game. I saw him before the game. Got a chance to hold Swain's, baby uh, nuts. Swain's too cool for me. Nah, man. I just got a ton of things going on before the game. I don't barely have any time to do anything, man. Can't even tell Gabe <laughs> much, uh, really much. After the game, I went back to the VFL tent for like 10 minutes, and I went to go pick up my kids. That was about it, so. Um, Camden Tennessee Vols says that clip from the sideline where the DB fell down as he watches Hyatt race off with the crowd in the background. Whew, that was tough. Oh, a thousand percent. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. Hub City says, I hate that I miss y'all this year. We'll be back in Neyland next year. Thank y'all for doing this on Thursdays. What about recruiting, Swain? Yeah, 2024s. They liking what they seeing on Rocky Top. I like that. I like that. I, yeah, I didn't make Ben smoke a cigar. Nelson asked that. I saw Nelson, and uh, I was peer pressuring him to smoke a cigar. But he was good. He didn't do it. He was good. How many NFL bammers wearing that orange this week from uh, Zell? And I saw Evan Neal rocking that Tennessee hat. And I saw somebody else had on some checkerboard overalls. Rashawn Evans. Yeah, Rashawn Evans. Yeah. CP. Mm. CP's out here getting folks. He is. He, he is. He's working a, a body count up. He is. Cowboy Vol. Yeah, shoot me a shoot me an email, uh Cowboy Cowboy Vol. Got your message there about the tickets this weekend shoot me a shoot me an email and see if we can get those tickets to somebody that can they can use them for sure we always like doing that oh let's see here what else is on you need to ask chris Lowe why darnell isn't on the mid-season all-american team i mean phew, oh that's a good question i mean doing what he did to lsu and alabama two guys that's gonna be playing at the next level next year it's a good question Good question. Appreciate that chip arm ball. Said miss y'all. Miss listening to y'all in the mornings. Thank you. Congrats, Ben. See your Yanks from BC One Cam. Thank you. Hold on. Let me. Ben, were you getting on the player from the Guardians that was celebrating? Yes, I was. Now, why he's would you do clown. that? Let me. Let me sit back. Let me. He's, sit. A, he's a clown. He was playing for what? He would be an extra. What baseball team do you cover, Ben? There has not been a single Tennessee baseball player that has done that. Ben McKee, all the antics that we have done this past season and last season. Not as much as what Josh Naylor did. Josh Naylor, with the the series not even over. I I believe the Guardians were up two one at the time because it was game four and his his team is losing like four to two in the fifth inning and you you haven't closed out the Yankees and it it wasn't I'm all for pimping and having fun and and celebrating and and making baseball more fun than it traditionally has been you you messed up that that's that was showboating you messed up you messed up I caught your bias. No, I did not. I'm, I'm your bias is caught. If a if a Yankee did that, I'd be saying the same thing. You're you're going to sit there and run around the bases while your team is losing, telling the pitcher that you you're that he is your effing little son and doing the baby <laughs> all the way around the bases, and staring at him and cussing at him. A a Tennessee player has not done that. B I'd say that if a Yankees player did it tonight against the Astros or at any point. Like if Josh Naylor was up, if if the Guardians were up eight to nothing and were about to win the game and win the series, and he did that, okay, cool, whatever. Okay, all right, all right, all right I got you. The series, I got you. Okay, we're losing. I got you, Dan. Okay, so it was the fact that, that the Guardians were down. They were ahead in the series, but I just think that you're losing 
a game in which the Yankees are about to tie up the series, I don't think that it was the appropriate time to be doing all that. All he did was piss off Garrett Cole more than he already was, and he just shoved it right down the throat. And the Yankees are playing tonight, and Josh Naylor's at at the crib chilling. That's fair. That's fair. I give you that. I get, like if you lose in the game, you doing that. I'm with you. Okay, I'm get. I just I saw your tweet and I was like, oh, I, oh, I can't wait to talk to Ben. I can't wait to talk to Ben. I won't. I won't gonna say anything. No, I'm. I'm. I'm all for pimping home runs and bat flips and all that. But a, the timing was wrong. B, I, I thought he was doing a little too much with his celebration. Yeah, uh, Nelson, good, good. That's about Marion Parker and uh, David Hobbs. Man, Tennessee did a really good job this weekend. They did a really good job. Really good job. So we'll see, man. We'll, we'll see if we can close the deal. Got to handle business for the rest of the season. Um, but Tennessee had an awesome, awesome day recruiting. Um, there'll be some, there'll be some commitments coming. So looking forward to seeing that. All right, Ben, um, sir. You Grizz, they playing right now? Yep. They, they're playing the Knicks. They were up by like 20, and then the the Knicks got it to two. I think they the Grizz have pushed it back to seven. So I got Grizz-Knicks with like five minutes left, and then uh, Yankees-Astros tied in the fifth inning. So we'll see how tonight goes. <laughs> it's that time of the year. One of the best sports seasons of the year. And I'm... Lady Vols about to get it going. Men's team about to get it going. While Tennessee football is the third team in the country, it is rocking on Rocky Top with Tennessee Athletics. For Ben McKee, Go Vols 247, I'm Jason Swain. We hope you have a wonderful, 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 wonderful evening. We'll do this again next week on Thursday, 7, not 7, but 8. 30 p.m. Eastern is when we will do this next Thursday. We'll have the podcast up for you as soon as possible. Have a great evening. It's Wayne Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue.